0: Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully
1: Unemployed, your place for freedom.
0: It is time for the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that nine-to-five, just-over-broke job, by every means possible. Now, in each session of the Successfully Unemployed Show, an entire masterclass is taught by experts who found a way to quit that J-O-B. These experts that I bring on will give you the step-by-step process to be successfully unemployed just like they did. Now, there are many other shows that actually talk to you about their history and their biography and everything that they've done. We're not going to do that. These experts are literally going to teach us step one, step two, step three, and we are going to learn how to be successful and just like they are. You see, I quit my job by investing in real estate, but there are thousands of other ways to do it. Now, let's listen to today's expert teach us how to be successfully unemployed just like they are. All right, let's do this. All right, everybody, it's time for the Successfully Unemployed Show. I am super excited to have you here with me. Now, today, we're going to be talking about having side hustles, basically starting other businesses that are going to help us to make money so we can quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job, where if you are working a job, you're living just over broke because your boss is only paying you enough to keep you working, but not so much that takes money out of their pocket. So today I have a special guest that's going to be talking to us about side hustles, what to look for, how to find them, what to do. And he's also going to show us a great side hustle, which is Facebook ads and Facebook marketing as well. So um, he's fantastic. He has laptopempires.com. His name is Mike Yonda. Mike, thank you so much for being here on the show.
1: Howdy. good, uh, Good to be here. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Man, I'm super excited to go through having a side hustle because I had so many side hustles as I, I mean, I, when I was 13 years old, I had a paper route, like delivering newspapers, you know, out of my bike. Um, I've so bought and sold things for, on eBay. I'm not a yard sale person. I don't, I don't really per se like yard sales, but that's another thing you can have for side hustles. But now, how do you make money? to provide for your family without having a job.
1: So these days, I actually, I would say there's kind of three main sources of income that I have. Uh, the first one is my digital marketing agency, Red Dirt Marketing Co. And I've got a team and we manage Facebook ads for a variety of clients. I would say probably about 30% of our client roster are local brick and mortar businesses, specifically gyms. And then the other 70% are going to be coaches, consultants, online business owners, people that have courses that offer one-on-one coaching services, that sort of thing. I, I do a lot with that online business space. So that's kind of one section. The other part of my income is Laptop Empires, which you already mentioned. I started with my business partner, Bobby Hoyt of Millennial Moneyman, who I believe you've had on here before. Yep, um, And we're just teaching people how to build you know their own digital empire to have their own little slice of the internet where they're making money to be able to leave their job very similar to mission to what you have and we do that through our courses content info products you know we're putting out podcasts youtube videos blog posts like there's tons of content going out every single week and that's really our mission is just you know to help people create an amazing life for themselves and their family um, and do the same for ourselves and just have a good time. I've got that going. And then I've got a very small bit of coaching and consulting. I do. I limit that to about three people at a time. And that's usually helping other agency owners build their teams, implement systems, and really scale the way I have. Cause my agency largely can run itself these days. You know, it's a day like today when my son's home sick from preschool, I really don't have to do any work because my team is in there taking care of my clients and I can just keep my computer shut. So those are kind of the three main ways I'm making income these days. There's little things, but those are the core ones.
0: Got it. I know that you, I mean, having three businesses definitely right now, and you also had other businesses in the past. Like I said, I've had many, I even had a skateboard manufacturing business. I was making skateboards okay. out of my garage and hocking them, you know, going from door to door and, and from uh, shop to shop, selling those as well. And so I love just having multiple streams of income, multiple businesses. Now, if you were to look at a side hustle, basically as a way to build up into a business, it's it, it didn't start there for you. Like You didn't just all of a sudden have Facebook marketing. You actually had a job before this. Now, you were a lawyer. I mean, people go to school for a lot of years and spend a lot of money to become a lawyer. Talk to us about going through that process and then I guess realizing that this is not what you want to do. And then the transition into where now you're, you know, getting your side hustles and getting your businesses going.
1: For me, it wasn't necessarily like a a realization like this isn't for me. It was kind of almost, it accidentally happened. It was almost forced on me in a way. And, and basically what happened, I, I went to law school, I don't think I 100% knew what I wanted to do yet, but law was a really good fit. I actually, I'm one of those weird people that really enjoyed law school. Like most people like hate it while they're in it, you know, and it's just a means to an end, but I really enjoyed it. But I'm kind of this weird guy that I enjoy studying and learning and research. And so I enjoyed the study of law. I didn't necessarily enjoy the practice as much when I got out and I started practicing, but I never intended to not do that. And I actually, I had started my very first online business when I was in law school. It was an online fitness business. I just, I had, I was in really good shape. I'd had people asking me, I'd been helping. Law students and lawyers and these people. And I I saw an opportunity to do this online and did really well with that and built that into a really successful business. But I was just doing that to help with my student loans. So you mentioned you spend a lot of time and you pay a lot of money. When I graduated, I had over $150,000 in student debt. And that was just mine, not just my wife's. So I had a lot and I was just trying to make some extra money to pay that off. But it wasn't until I was out and I was in practice and my oldest son, the one that's home today, he got sick. He was a newborn. My wife had just gone back to work and he went to the hospital he's fine now he recovered i mean this is maybe the he's almost five and this is maybe the second time he's been sick in his life since then but when he we brought him back home they were like you can't put him in daycare or he's gonna get sick again and it was bad like it was it was we could have he could have been paralyzed we could have lost him you know it, was, it wasn't a good situation and so my wife and i we didn't even talk about it i just I was, my job that I was doing as an attorney at the time allowed me to work from home outside of Mondays. I had to be up at the office, but I was doing my work from home. And so we just decided that I was going to stay home. And when that happened, cause I was actually getting ready, I was going to go do the big firm job. I was working for uh, uh, doing a corporate gig. And um, I was, I stopped, I canceled interviews and I was like, you know what? I've got this online fitness business. I've got, this young agency at the time like i'm just gonna put more time into these and bring in some more money and do this and then over time it got to be a lot like staying home with a kid working a full-time job as an attorney and having two businesses is too much and so things started having to go so first i shut down the fitness business and then eventually i quit law. And I just focused on the agency and I built it up into this, you know, this big thing um, and started building a team and all of that. And that's the path I've been on since. And it's the path I'm going to stay on. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to go back. You know, I always, I always joke like, you know, I keep my, my bar license just in case I need a fallback, you know, worst case scenario, I have to go be a lawyer you know which a lot of people are probably like worst case scenario yeah it would suck to have to go back and 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 work 70 hours a week and do that thing you know um but yeah so that's kind of it was not a, a a moment where i went oh this is not the thing for me i was kind of led into it you know by circumstance and doing what i needed to do with my family but i really kind of discovered man i have a much greater passion for business and i have a knack for it i'm very good at it i mean i've built you know, three businesses that were six figure businesses at this point. Um, You know, one that's into the seven figure. So, you know, I'm not saying that to like brag or anything, just point like I've, I've got, I've got a knack for this. And so I feel like this is what I was put on earth to do. Um, And it's, and it's what's best for my family. I get to spend, I've been home with my boys every day of their lives. We've got a little girl on the way. I'm going to get to be home every day of her life. Like I, I couldn't ask for anything more than that.
0: That's fantastic. Spending time with your family. When you look back after everything's all said and done, you know, when you're on your deathbed and like 80 years old, hopefully we'll live that long, 85 years old. We're never going to look back and say, man, I wish I would have practiced law longer or I wish I would have right. you know, spent more time in the office. No, you're going to say, I wish I would have been with my, with my loved ones a little longer. So yeah, absolutely. If I were to have to go back and work any job ever again, I would be so disappointed. Now I would because I need to provide for my family. I need to have my responsibilities taken care of. But you know, I'm really excited that you have a girl coming. I remember having my first girl. It was amazing. Girls are fantastic, especially for dads. I mean, they just melt your heart. heart. And so um, I love having all the extra time to be around my kids. Now, as you were building all these businesses, and you were having to scale some down, build some up, and then realizing, man, I don't really need to practice law anymore. I can actually have my own businesses. Now, those are basically a bunch of, it seems like you started them oh, as sure. side hustles, and you sound like you're somebody, yeah, you're definitely somebody that knows side hustles. So walk us through the process. If anybody listening to, it, if I wanted to start side hustling, I'm working at i I'm just over broke. I don't have any extra money. How do I start a side hustle and what do I know? Like, like, what do I go after?
1: So I think the first thing you gotta keep in mind is like, I think the name side hustle is pretty indicative of like what it needs to be. Like it is work. You need to hustle. You need to put some effort in. And if you're not willing to do the work, you're just wasting your time. But you know, the beauty of this is like, watch one hour less of Netflix at night, you know, and make some money. Um, and then the other thing is that it's on the side. Right, it can turn into more like it has for me, but you know that was not my intention. I didn't. I went into it thinking I'm going to make some money, I'm going to pay off some debt, and then I'm going to focus completely on my career. And I was getting ready to do that before life got in the way and pushed me in a different direction. So it doesn't have to be this thing like I'm going to blow it up into a full time thing. And we see that a lot with our students coming to our programs. They might come into it wanting to make an extra two to three thousand dollars a month. And some of them then go, man, I love this. And they're making really good money. And then they're making five, six, $10,000 a month. And they're like, you know what? I don't want to be a teacher anymore. And that's cool too, but it doesn't have to be that way. So the on the side piece is really important because I believe like, even if you go into business full time, your business, the beauty of owning a business is that it can fit into your life. A lot of people let it consume their life. And I've been there, I've done that and it's a constant struggle, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can really mold it to your life and that's what's so great about it compared to a job is, you know, you can, you got a kid home sick, you cannot work that day. You can work on Saturday instead or not work at all. You know, if you want to work at night, you want to work in the morning, like you can do whatever hours you want. And so it's really nice. So I think that's kind of the first thing is just understanding how does a side hustle fit into your life. And- is you got.
0: Oh, well, let me ahead. touch I'll touch on that. So as you're talking about having it as being a side part of your business uh, or of your life, um, as I was creating other side hustles, I was finding out that the, as I was continually building those side hustles, they got to be where they were making good money. Just like you said, your students would. Right. You know, like let's say they start doing Facebook ads through laptop empires and they're starting to learn how to do that and they're realizing, man, I'm making plenty of money in this direction. I can't quit, but not everybody, actually wants to quit some, I have some people that they make plenty of money, but they love actually say teaching or uh, whatever it is they do. They still love doing that. So they want to continue. So what I love about having side hustles is you have options. If you want to scale your business to where you can't quit, you absolutely can. And if you have something that that is possible, you can, or if you want to continue working, have extra money on the side, that would be another great option. So once you know that it's it's on the side, you want to be you're going to be working. It's going to be a hustle. How do we know what type of side hustle that we should go after?
1: So you really want to keep a couple of factors in mind, in my opinion. And I think the biggest ones are when you're trying to figure out what to do, you have so many options, especially with the internet now, because you've got all these things that didn't exist even when I got started, like like Uber or, or Lyft or whatever, you can be driving people around. I mean, and there's so many other things, but you need to kind of run them through some criteria. And the first one is how much does it pay? You really need something that is high paying. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, what is the time investment, right? I said it's on the side, so it needs to be a low time investment. And I think a lot of people really get this part wrong. And that's kind of my knock on something like Uber is what is the time investment? And even if you're only working the number of hours that you want to work so that you're not necessarily adding more time than you want to, you don't necessarily have the freedom of when you can work. And I remember having a conversation with a guy. I actually took Bobby um, down to College Station. I went to Texas A&M, took him to a football game, big, you know, big football school. And uh, we were in this Uber and we were talking to the guy and we were asking him about it and what he does. And he said, yeah, you know, the only downside is like, I got to do most of my work from like 9 p.m. until 2 a.m. because I'm chauffeuring people around from bars. So Sure, he's making good money, but he's doing it at those hours and that may not really fit your life. So I think there's two aspects of that is like, are you working the times you want to work? And then are you working the number of hours you want to work? Best case scenario, it's something that pays really well and the number of work hours are low and flexible. The third thing is that it needs to be something that you can start earning from quickly. And I think this is another thing that people kind of get wrong. And, you know, a really good example of this is content creators. I love content creators. I love info products, courses, bloggers, YouTubers. I think all of that is great. And I think they are incredible ways to build income. But it's a long-term play. And so you need to know what you're getting into. So when I'm talking about a side hustle, generally I'm talking about something I can make money now right? Something that is going to bring, even if you don't want to leave your job, it's something that's going to alleviate some financial stress in your life, right? We've mentioned teachers a couple of times. I got a lot of teachers in my family. Uh, you know, Bobby's a former teacher, you know, teachers don't make as much as they should. And so a side hustle is a great way for them to kind of alleviate some financial stress, you know, and continue doing something that they enjoy doing, you know, teaching these kids. Cause a lot of people get into teaching because of the passion more than anything. So, you you have you have that right if you're doing that and you're putting in that extra time you want something that pays you now now if you want to do something long term like if you want to start a blog totally cool just keep in mind it's probably going to take you two or three years before you're making any kind of significant income from it right so you're going to be putting in a lot of time and a lot of hours and people aren't going to understand what you're doing and you're not really going to get much return on it in the short term at least so Those are kind of, you know, the things that I'm looking for in a side hustle, that high paying, low time investment, easy to get started. And then, you know, as like a cherry on top, if you get something that can be truly scalable into something big down the road, then, you know, that's fantastic.
0: There are a lot of different side hustles. You, you briefly touched on a couple of them. There are so many different ones. And I believe we know somebody similar, a couple, um, uh, Rob and Melissa. Yep. They actually teach people how to find almost like garbage. Somebody's throwing mm-hmm. something away, but they just don't see the value in that particular item. They either find it, like they started with a chair. They, they were walking, going for a family walk and they saw a chair that somebody was just throwing away or giving away. They picked it up cleaned it up and sold it for like a hundred or 200 bucks and then has flipped that over and over again. So that's another, there's so many other side hustles. And so if you want to know more side hustles, I have a whole thing on my, on my blog. I'll put it in the show notes, a whole big list of all the different side hustles um, that I've come up with. So hopefully you can find something that might fit your ability. Now, uh, Mike, as we are starting to, we, we found a side hustle and we're starting to build and develop that. Let's say we want to start a Facebook ads. I, I like Facebook and I like having ads and I like um, working with people and I like numbers. How would we get started in down the path of having Facebook ads being a, a side hustle? So number one, how do we
1: learn it? Number mm-hmm. two, how do we find clients? And number three, how do we get paid? Let's pull it a step back first and talk about like why do we teach people how to run Facebook ads for businesses, because really there's this bigger category of side hustles that we feel like really check the boxes that we mentioned, and that's freelancing. And if you don't know what freelancing is, it's getting paid as a contractor rather than an employee, to to provide a service for somebody, and so you have people like bloggers that might need writers or editors. You um, have you know YouTubers might need a video editor. You know, there's you might need a graphic artist. Like so, if, a photographer. If you've got these skills, if you're good at SEO, you know, if you're good at website design, anything in the digital realm, people are looking for you to do that kind of thing. And so, you know, one of the things that is kind of like a running joke at Laptop Empires is that I'm One of the most technologically illiterate people you'll ever meet. Like if you need help with your computer, you're better off asking your grandma than asking me, which is incredible since I completely, just everything I do is run from a computer and I've built a successful online business, but you, you can really, you don't have to be super techie to do any of these kind of things. And you probably have skills that people are in need of. And, but the reason that I brought this up, I kind of forgot for a second, but the reason I brought up me not being techie is because like, if I want a website, I have to hire somebody. I can't do it. And I'm not going to take the time to learn it. And so there's people out there, you know, that need whatever skills you have. And so Facebook ads kind of falls into this category and makes a good side hustle because it does pay so well, right? It is something that, you know, if you say I work like a gym, if you have a gym that hires you to run their Facebook ads, which is really the number one marketing medium for most brick and mortar businesses these days, especially things like gyms, Chiropractors, uh, restaurants do well with it, dentists, uh, uh, nail salons, like anything you can think of that's just a regular, you can drive to kind of service. Facebook ads is the main thing that they use. And those businesses are paying $1,500 a month for you to manage their ads for them. And that's the industry standard. That's, you know, like, and the floor is probably a grand and it goes up from there, you know? So, especially if you've got something that's got multiple locations, then that keeps going up and up and up. And so, Right there, that's thing number one, right? It's really high paying. That's an incredible, if you're thinking about a side hustle and you go, okay, cool, I get one client and they're paying me $1,500, you know, that might be a mortgage. That might be a very large student loan payment like I had, you know, Um, this stuff is one of the main reasons I was able to pay off all of my student loans already, even though I came out of school with. Like I mentioned, like 150 grand in student loans. So high paying, super important. You know, that other piece, the low time investment with freelancing, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do something. It's just whether you can get the result and you can do ads in two you know, a couple hours per week per client. It's very, very low maintenance. It's kind of like one of those, it takes some time to set it up and then it just runs and you're just monitoring and tweaking it. And it's easy to learn too. Like you can go, you don't have to take a course like we have. You can go learn it on YouTube. A course is a shortcut, but if you know how to post you know, an update on your newsfeed, on your profile on Facebook, creating an ad isn't that much more difficult. It's the same thing. It's the same builder to create a post. You're just saying, okay, I want to spend this much money. I want these kind of people that are interested in these kind of things to see it. And you're, you know, flip, flipping some toggles and that kind of thing. The reason that people will pay for it is because they don't have time to do it. They don't want to do it. They don't know how to do it. know, whatever. So to get before we got in the question, I think it's just kind of important to say like, why are we talking about this anyway? Why is it good? And it's because it checks all of those boxes. So I'm sorry, I kind of went off your questions.
0: Yeah, I'm super glad that you did. And because um, a lot of people think that um, Facebook ads, number one, it's going to take a ton of time and forethought and everything like that. But at the same time, what you think about, if you are a marketing agency, not just Facebook ads, but marketing agency, you create the marketing piece and then you let that marketing piece run and you let it work. But um, so from there, and I love everything. So you set it up really well. But now if we were to get started, how do we do that?
1: So first you got to learn how to do it right? (laughs) Like that's, that's really the first piece. And I think we're going to provide some materials here in the show notes. If you guys want to learn more about it, um, you know, you can check that out. We have tons of free training on this stuff through the YouTube channel, through the stuff that we're going to put here, um, in the show notes, but, um, but basically you gotta, you gotta learn how to run the ads themselves. Um, which. Like I said, you can go read articles, you can watch the materials we have, you can watch videos. It's hard for me to say like, here's exactly how to do it um, without showing you on my screen. But to just give you more of an overview of like what's involved and what do you do, you get a client, right? And and we'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure. But once you land a client, you're going to talk to them about an offer right? Like that's all advertising is, is putting offers out there into the world that people want. And so with Facebook, it's it's very specifically, you're creating a post on Facebook that is for an offer that's asking people to contact you if they want that offer. And then you're pushing it to people that would be interested in it, that you're targeting specifically. And if they see the ad and click on it, they can enter their contact details to claim the offer. And A really good example of this is something that you guys have probably seen um, online. It's like a restaurant. If a restaurant is offering a free appetizer or a buy one, get one, you know, or something like that, you might be scrolling your feed. Here's a perfect example. And and this is funny because this is the one we always use in our course. My wife and I went out, we went to a local Mexican restaurant yesterday because we got an offer for this thing called the chocolate pinata. Okay, and it is this monster piece of chocolate. Like it was a giant chocolate ball full of like mini churros blackberries, strawberries, pineapple, and then you crack it open. It's like the chocolate hard shell and there's just cream and caramel and raspberry sauce and stuff all over. Sounds amazing. It's awesome. So the kid, you know, they give my four-year-old a bat. He smashes the thing. It's everywhere. And we just gorge ourselves on this. Well, it's expensive. It is an expensive dessert, but they're like, yeah, go get your two entrees and we'll give it to you for free. And it's like, okay, easy day. I'm in there now, right? Because now it's like, we're going to go and we're going to get to enjoy a meal that we'd want to, and it's worth taking the kids because they're going to have fun with it, you know, and just as they're starting to get crazy when we're trying to check out the chocolate pinata comes and it entertains them. And it's a nice evening for once at the restaurant. So that quite literally, we got hit with it. My wife saw it, enters her email, clicks, enters her email. They send it to her. We go to the restaurant that evening. You know, and that's how it works. That's how these ads work. And it can be for a bunch of different things. You know, as we're recording this, it's January. Everybody's got new year's resolutions. My gyms are running programs like, you know, a 28 day new year's shred program or something. And it's like, Hey, come into the gym, work with us for 28 days. We've got a specific program to help you kickstart your new year's resolution. So everybody's really motivated. They want to come in. They're going to the gym. They're being a part of that community. It's a good deal. They don't have to commit to a year long membership or anything. But guess what? At the end of that 20 days, when they've lost five to 10 pounds and they're feeling good and motivation's high, they're gonna sign on for the annual membership at that gym. They're gonna wanna keep working with that personal trainer, whatever. And it's because we put an offer out there, they saw it, they clicked it, and they bought it. So that's kind of how it works and what you're gonna do. Where do you wanna go from there? You wanna talk about like how to get clients or is that. So
0: I think the next step is. Cause getting clients that, that sounds like something that, I mean, should we be knocking on doors? Should we be calling up people? Should we see what other Facebook ads are actually running in my area and then go and say, Hey, I could do better. Like what, how do we get clients?
1: There are so many ways to get clients and there's not a right or wrong way to do it. We are actually doing a, this is so funny because we've we've been teaching this for two years and we always kind of tell people like we've got, you know, we've got over a dozen trainings that are one to two hours long of like, various, you know, dozen different client acquisition strategies and there's stuff that you can do hiding behind your keyboard without ever talking to anybody face to face. And it's perfect. Like Bobby's super introverted. Like if you're an introvert, this is perfect. I'm not, but you know, if you're, if you're like that, totally cool. Cause you don't have to actually, you know, talk to people. You don't have to go into a business or anything. Um, but it's funny cause like this week we're doing a training after two years where we're like, look, you don't have to cold call. You don't have to do anything like that. you just, you can use these other things. We're actually going to have a guy come in and talk about cold calling because just because most people don't want to do it doesn't mean that it's not effective. And so we're like, you know what, we're going to put that in there. And so you could do something like that, but you can also leverage Facebook groups. You can also leverage things like Upwork, which is kind of like Craigslist for freelancer jobs. Somebody says, hey, I need a Facebook ad for this business. And you just go I can help you and they can hire you. Um, you know, so it's, you've got things like that. There's ways to use LinkedIn. There's ways to use YouTube. There's ways, I think I already mentioned Facebook groups, but there's ways to use Facebook ads for yourself. There's ways to use email. There are so many different strategies that you can use, but it all comes down to, help you know having conversations with people figuring out what they need help with and helping them and just to kind of give you guys something that you can chew on from this and you can use my favorite way one of the ways that i built my agency was using something called the group method which is using facebook groups and i feel like this is to me like the best way right and i always tell people if i if i were starting over today I would, because we always tell our students do two things. And the two things I would do is I would use that Upwork place because you can just go apply for gigs. And so it's really fast. And then I would use the group method, which is a little bit more long-term. And all the group method means is you go into groups where your ideal clients hang out and you just spend some time every day in those groups looking for questions where you can help people. And it's all about adding value to the community, helping people solve problems. It's very non-salesy. So if I'm in a group and somebody's like, Hey, I'm looking to promote my podcast with Facebook ads. Here's what I'm doing. I might, you know, do you guys have any suggestions? And I might go in and offer some tips with Facebook, right? Or if somebody says, I have a gym. Um, I tried to run my own ads. It hasn't worked. Like, can somebody help me? And i might go in and start asking some questions okay what have you done like what is your offer what are you charging you know give us some information and have this back and forth and then give them like a really great long comment piece of advice now that person might reach out to me and say dude can you run my ads and that's awesome but every single person that sees that they are now like wow and i'm going to have people coming into my inbox that read it but didn't comment that are going to do the same thing hey What, what, how can we work together? How can you help me? Right. Or they're impressed. And then next time somebody asks a question in that group, people are saying, you got to talk to Mike. He knows this stuff. He can help you out. You start to develop a reputation. And if you do this in enough communities, not going in there and posting saying like, let me help you, but just actually helping people. You start to have inbound leads. You start to develop a reputation. People start to refer people to you. And I mean, I built my whole business on that single strategy of just going in and spending 30 minutes per day in Facebook groups, helping people and answering questions with no expectation of return, right? it happens, it will come, but that's just one way you can do it. And there's there's really, there's a thousand other ways and we keep trying to teach more and more.
0: I definitely want to make sure that everybody gets, the, the, the thing that really stood out to me is helpful. The word helpful and helping mm-hmm. people. If you just give value to people and you show, hey, this is what you could do. Not actually like do it for them because then you should be getting paid for it. But if you provide value by showing them and walking them through and say, if this is what you've done in the past, this could help you and you give a lot of value and you just start up front by giving, then they're going to come back to you just like you said, because the a lot of times, like just say like in real estate, because I teach people how to invest in rental properties, and I get a lot of people um, that would comment on groups or something, and I would just say, hey, this is what you've tried, this is what has worked for me. What do you think about this? And, right. and you know, start wh- just giving value, and then eventually, like man, that was great because I know and flipping it to where now I'm the buyer, so instead of being the person that is actually doing the work. I'm gonna flip it now where, Mike, I'm talking to you. Say like, I'm the person that, I need a Facebook ads guy, I'll give you an example. So for Master Passive Income, recently in 2019, I spent a lot of money on Facebook ads to helpfully get people that would get into my course where I could teach them how to get Mm -hmm. rental properties where they would eventually be able to quit their job because they have rental properties. I spent, I kid you not, $25,000. I think I got $5,000 back. And so that was a horrible, horrible system or I would say that's, I think that they weren't reaching out to the right people. So this is my dilemma. I would go in a Facebook group and I'd write, I spent $25,000, like $20,000 on ads and $5,000 on people doing the ads. And I got maybe $5,000 return at best. Now I did get emails, you know, I collected emails. We'll see if those turn out to anything, Mm -hmm. but It just seems like it didn't work. It seems like maybe they didn't find the right people, didn't have the right offer, but I had a webinar, I have a funnel, I have all that sort of stuff that I'm supposed to have. What could I have done differently? So just like I wrote that in the comments in a Facebook group, what would be your suggestion, Mike?
1: Well, the first thing is that just because you have a funnel and you start running ads, like the journey's not over. And that doesn't mean that your funnel and your ads are actually going to work. You know, and this is where a lot of people make a big mistake. Like you, there could be issues where you are targeting the wrong people. Like you mentioned, you could have been using the wrong strategy, choosing the wrong campaign objective. Like when you go into an ad, the best way I can describe this is, um, you know, a lot of people default to what's called the traffic campaign. And the traffic campaign is to generate clicks and everybody gets really hung up on what is our cost per click. So if you're driving somebody to a page to sign up to download something, say you have a free guide on creating passive income from real estate and you want to get this guide into people's hands so they can learn about it and then eventually buy from you. If you run a traffic campaign, Facebook is going to optimize their ads to find people that are going to click on the ad. But it's not going to optimize ads to find people that are going to download your guide and give you their email. But if you run what's called a conversion campaign, that's different. A conversion campaign is going to optimize for people that like to submit their email and download things. And a perfect example of this is Bobby and I. Bobby's a blogger. I'm a digital marketer. Bobby clicks on blog posts. I don't. I rarely read blog posts, you know, um, but what I do, I opt in for all kinds of stuff because I'm always curious about what other people are doing and the kind of funnels they have they are going. So I opt in a lot. So what happens is Bobby gets, cl- he gets targeted with traffic campaigns because they know he's going to click on them. I don't because Facebook knows I'm not going to click on them, but I get targeted with Con, you know conversion campaigns all the time, specifically people trying to send free products or purchasable products because they know that I'm the kind of person that when I click, I'm going to enter my email. Right, That's the behavior I have and so they're trying to find people with that behavior. So if you choose the wrong thing and, and a really good example is you might go, oh, my cost per click is so much higher with a conversion campaign, I'm going to use traffic to reduce my cost per click. Well, you might spend a third of the cost per click with a traffic campaign but you're spending five times as much to get somebody to of their email. So that even though that has a more expensive click for the conversion campaign, it converts. Now, I feel like that might've been like really whew, like over people's heads. So hopefully I explained it clearly enough, but like the settings you choose matter, right? And that's one of the reasons why people hire people to do this is because they don't know what settings to choose. So you could have that issue. It could be a targeting issue. It could be that your funnel's not good or your offer is not good. Now, you have a proven offer, people have gone through your course, You've you've sold it very well organically, so you know it's not an offer problem. But with funnels and with ads, it takes a lot of time and monetary investment to know what will convert, especially with things like courses. You are going to spend money to learn and it's gonna be a sunk cost at first before it actually converts. Like That is part of the process. It's a little different, though, when you're talking about things like, say, the local businesses, you know, or or with even ads managers, you might have systems. So like a gym, I know that if a gym hires me, I'm going to get them results because we have proven systems that we've used and modified to keep relevant over the years. And it always works as long as they do their part. Right so with what you were doing it might be that the funnel needs tweaked you know or that the ad strategy needs to be modified you know when it comes to the local stuff it's usually a lot more simple and it could be that it just needs better copy or that they need a better system for following up with their leads or they need to improve their sales right we run into this a lot with local like oh i said i closed 90 percent of my sales and so well because yeah, they walked into your door now you're interrupting somebody scrolling on Facebook, watching cat videos and saying, Hey, come to my gym. That's a little bit harder of a sale. You need to actually develop some sales skills. But as somebody that's learning like from us and wants to do this as a side hustle, one of the things you got to be very careful of is like, who do you work with? Right. And so you got to be selective because there are easy clients and there are hard clients. If you're brand new at this, you know, like I might work with you. But somebody that's fresh out of the gate should not go work with somebody like you that as a course creator. They need to stick to a local brick-and-mortar business, which is very, very easy. Especially when you keep in mind that something like the coaches, the consultants, e-commerce, some of those things, they pay the same amount as the local brick-and-mortar. But it's a lot more time. It's harder work. It takes a lot more testing. And that person has to be more you know, devoted to long-term and, and investing in their business. So there's a, a lot that goes into that question. It's, there's a lot of different angles depending on the type of business and whether you're the business owner or you're the service provider, but hopefully that kind of answered all that.
0: Yeah, and so you, if if I were to go with somebody that's going to do Facebook ads, they would have to look to see what's happened in the past, how everything was set up, and just say, hey, th- we could try this. So for my my case, what I realized for me, I found that it was possibly finding the right the wrong people. They mm-hmm. were putting this in front of the wrong people because I get so many people, so many more people buying into my course into my coaching because of SEO or Google. So basically, Google's brilliant at their business right. it's finding somebody says i i look for this and they'll put it right in front of them and they'll match it at the right time and i just by writing good articles just by being helpful in my podcast people type in you know how to invest mm-hmm. in real estate and google sends them to me and they are at the right time so it could be that facebook is the wrong method for my my situation, I don't know. I just know that SEO, like my, I'm, I'm definitely not, um, uh, arrogant enough to say that my funnel is perfect. Cause I know right. it's definitely not, but I get so many people buying it. Like I have a six month funnel that as, as it's built out, um, I have three different webinars mm-hmm. in there. I have a bunch of offers. I have so much of great content, just teaching, teaching. I get people replying, thank you so much for this great email. I'm like, right. Oh, that's, that's good. It's an automatic email, but So I know I could change my funnel. I just realized like, man, it just probably was in front of the wrong people because the right people buy all the time. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, and I think it really comes down to like, when you're talking about that situation, Google and Facebook, you're, you're reaching people at different stages of awareness or different parts of the buying phase. You know, I'm trying to think how best to explain this. So if somebody is coming through Google, they have the search intent they're looking about real estate investing specifically. Facebook, it's going to be people that might be interested in real estate investing, but it's going to be the whole spectrum. Some might be searching that on Google. Some might just be at a very low level of awareness where they're interested or they're kind of interested. Maybe they're interested in something related to that. And so when you're using Google can work a little better for direct sales, whereas Facebook is more about getting people into your world and sealing the deal and what I mean by that is like for you using Facebook it probably shouldn't be about selling your course it should be about getting people on your email list getting people to watch your content getting them into your universe that way they can then start the process. We know from our core sales that people usually consume 20 to 25 pieces of content before they purchase one of our courses. And we know that from our analytics. They're listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube video, reading a review from another blog, reading blog posts, reading 15 emails. They're doing all of these things before they purchase. And so if you're bringing someone in from Facebook and you're getting them to start consuming your content and you're entering them into that journey of consuming 20 to 25 pieces, and hopefully getting them on your email list so you can direct them to that content, then that's the proper way to be advertising what you're doing. And then the second part, what I said about sealing the deal, Google remarketing is like it's in display. It's reminding people of things, but Facebook is very personalized, right? So if if somebody, let's say I went to your course and I read the sales page and then got to the order page and then I didn't buy You could hit me with an ad that's like, hey, it's Dustin. I saw you on the checkout page for my program and you didn't buy. Why is that? Do you have some questions? If so, comment below and let me know or use this link to complete your purchase. It's very personalized. It's in your face like it's calling out that action they took and they forgot to complete. And it's giving you an opportunity to hear any concerns they might have and answer them to start a conversation, which is really what sales come from, or to push them over the edge and get them back to that page to buy again. And so it's kind of, those are kind of the two places that you're using it because you don't have the ability to find that intent based person the way Google does. They're just different platforms are used for different things. Eventually you want to have all of them. And that, that's, I know that's what we're trying to do is piece by piece. Let's put all of the things, let's put the SEO in, the email marketing, the Facebook ads, the retargeting, like all of it.
0: That's great, man. Now, Mike, you've given us such great content and great understanding of how to do it. I want to jump now into the rapid fire round. Are you ready?
1: All right, let's do it.
0: All right. Now the first question is after we quit our job, hopefully I've more hours in the day to help out people, serve other people, so you're not working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours for somebody else. You hopefully have a little bit of extra time. How are you giving back to um, maybe making the world a better place or serve your community or help your family? How are you giving back?
1: Okay. So one, I'm giving back by working more. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you figure like, you know, my core business has always been the agency. And as soon as that you know, like freed up more time you know laptop empires was really born out of a passion project to help people and like that's even our mission statement is to help create you know create you know info products that teach people so that they can start creating this for their lives whether it's as a side hustle or to replace their income you know we're really even if you look at the sales page for our flagship course facebook side hustle it says we're going to teach you how to do this side hustle Facebook advertising, so you can earn one to $2,000 per client so that you can invest in your retirement, pay off your debt, go on vacation, save for your kids' college. Like it's all about the things that you can do with it and the freedom and the things that it can create. So, like that's probably the main way is that I spend so much time doing podcasts, YouTube videos, blog posts, being in communities, mentoring, you know, people that are just coming up and, and building these businesses. I'm giving back, sharing all of this knowledge that I've built over the last six years, and really had to go do it the hard way to hopefully give people, you know, kind of the shortcut. Um, so maybe that's not you know the traditional answer, but I'm I'm really I'm giving it back to you know other people to show them this path, and then obviously spending more time with my kids and having more opportunities, you know, and being able to to really be around for more stuff, to be able to take off in the middle of the day to go the little choir concert where the two year olds and three year olds are singing, you know, um, that that's really how I'm spending that time.
0: That's great, man.
1: So if somebody
0: were to come to you and say, Mike, what is the, like, if I want to get started, what is the quick summation of how to get started with side hustles, not necessarily Facebook ads, but just in general, how do we get started doing all this?
1: Pick something right. And then consistently take action on it every single day. I mean, that, that is really the secret that nobody wants to admit, but it is doing work every day and being consistent about it. It's the same as a diet, okay? You can't have an off day. You can't have um, – you have to just do a little bit every day. You're not going to lose 20 pounds in a week. It's going to take a while. It's going to take weeks. You're not going to just overnight be making great money from your side hustle. Um, you're going to have to put the time in. Um, and then the big thing, and, and this is – what I see all the time is like, you have to focus on the one thing that matters in business and that's making money, right? And you make, there's a lot of ways to do it, but you've got to focus on getting paid. So if you decide to do something like managing Facebook ads or anything else, you have to get clients, right? And if you're not focusing on getting clients and you're worried about your business card or building a website or creating content or whatever other thing, you are just procrastinating in a way that looks like you're being productive but you're not actually doing anything all you're doing now is wasting time that you could be spending with your friends and family so i think you need to be really careful of that and the same thing if you decide to go the content creator route Your only goal then is to consistently crank out content and it needs to be great content and you need to learn about keyword research, whether it's YouTube or it's a blog. Like You need to figure out what are people searching for and you need to create content around that and you need to create the best piece of content out there on it. And that's your only focus. And so content creators spend every day working on creating content. And try and put as much out there as you can, right? And get better and better at it. If you are freelancing, you are doing something like that. Find clients. Do everything you can to find clients. You got to put yourself in that uncomfortable position because it is a little bit uncomfortable, um, but you got to do it. That's what it. That's what it takes. And if you focus on anything other than those two things, you are basically just creating a hobby that's not actually benefiting you know uh, your family and, and yourself in the way that you want it to.
0: That's great. If you were to go back and give your 15, 16-year-old self any tip of advice, business, life, whatever, what would it be?
1: Mm. You know, I don't think that I would actually go back to when I was 15 and 16. I would just be like, you know what, just go do, you know, whatever you were doing and have a good time. But I would definitely go back to when I was in college. And uh, it's funny, one of my uh, roommates when I was in college is in this world too. he's got a very successful online business and i remember all this time that we spent just like jacking around doing nothing or sitting at a whiteboard you know studying biology or whatever it may have been and we talk all the time about man if we would have started this you know that many years sooner where would we be and it would be insane because the thing that most people don't realize about business is that It's about who can stay in it the longest, at least in the online business space. If you're creating content, if you're a freelancer, whatever, if you just don't quit and you stick around for seven, eight, 10 years, you're going to make incredible, incredible money. Really? I mean, that is, that is just the truth of it. Like you will, you will get better over time, even if you're not great at first. And so, you know, it's just like, man, if we would have started that much sooner, but you know, the speed that you achieve that, it really comes down to the same thing I said earlier of like, just focus on the right things. Focus on getting paid. Don't let yourself get distracted. You know, don't don't over consume, you know, content. Learn the thing you need to learn and then just try to land clients and then learn more as problems arise. Like if you keep your consumption to solving a problem you run into, instead of trying to learn all of the business things, you're going to be a lot more successful.
0: That's great. Love those ideas. Now, what is one... Tool, one app, or basically something that we can use in our life that you use that would help us be more efficient or better at everything.
1: Okay, the way you phrased it, I'm having a hard time with this. So, for me, I I really I you know I'm here. I've got my yellow. I've got a yellow pad here. I've got a yellow pad here. You know i've got all these sheets of paper down there like i use yellow pads like crazy um and so and i've got a big thing of whiteboards we're, we're building a new house and i'm just going to have in my office like one whole wall is just going to be a whiteboard um i love drawing things out mapping things out writing things down i have to do that so to me like that is like an essential tool um and, and just getting things on paper and thinking through writing but the way you worded that of like what is this essential tool like that people could use um for me, if if I were just like recommending a single tool, I would probably talk about something called Asana. A S A N A, and it's a free tool online. It's a project management tool. It's got uh, you can use cards on boards like Trello. If you've ever heard of Trello, it's also got like a big to-do list feature. It's got an incredible uh, mobile app and we use that for everything we use it for our production calendars with our podcast and YouTube we use it for our editorial calendars with the blog um, we use it for meetings and organizing projects i use it for my daily to-do list to send reminders to take the trash out uh, grocery lists um, we manage all the agency and agency clients through there it's an incredible tool and that's like to me like if you just want to get organized it is your one-stop shop tool and you can have it on your phone and on your computer and so like that's I don't know that my business would be as organized or functional without that. So I think, I think that's the big one. <laughs> that's
0: fantastic. Yeah. I, I've literally never used a sauna, and I've, you're at least like, I don't know, the 20th person that says that you use a sauna and everybody else should, I probably should get on it. So yeah. that's brilliant. Now, the last question is, what is one nonfiction book? It could be business mm. life or whatever it might be. What's one nonfiction book, or maybe two, if you have a lot of them um, that you really like that we should read.
1: I don't have it in here, but um, my number one book for business that I think everybody should read. And and it is an easy read is called work less, make more by James Schramko. Um, James Shramco is a business coach consultant based out of Australia. Um, he has owned like real big businesses, not just like online businesses, but like real stuff. He started out, you know, doing sales as a at a car dealership and built like one of the largest, most effective car dealership teams in Australia. And the dude has got an incredible network. Um, but what I love about this book is it's so practical, even if you're not in the business world right now, because it is, it is about prioritizing and reducing your work and making more at the same time. Um, and so I think it has application to anybody, whether you have a job or you're, you're working, but it is the most concise, easy read, practical business book I've ever read. Um, and that's what I love about it is like there's no fluff and it's 100% actionable. And this is a guy, if you are in the online business space just about anybody you can think of that you look up to or you like on social media or you like their content, they've probably been in his mentorship community. So it is, he's the guy behind a lot of the guys and gals that everybody knows about.
0: Work less, make more. I love that idea. Yep. That's Isn't that brilliant? So Mike, you've been fantastic. You've given us so many great things, great wisdom and everything. If somebody wanted to find you, reach out to you, how would they do that?
1: Um, it's going to have to be through laptopempires.com. Uh, if you try to find me or my agency or anything, I have almost like zero online presence, (laughs) which just goes to reinforce what I said earlier that you don't need business cards or a website or anything to build an incredible business. But if you go to laptopempires.com, we've got the podcast, we've got the blog, we've got our courses, we've got our free stuff, um, you know, the YouTube channel, all of that. Um, and then, you know, just some things that we've talked about that I can send you, you know, we'll send some training, for everybody in the show notes on the, what we call the Facebook side hustle, but you know, doing that freelance uh, gig. um, You know, we talked about client acquisition. I've got a great video on seven of our favorite client acquisition strategies. That's I'll send that to you. We talked about Asana. I've got an Asana training, you know, that's a video um, on how to use it. So I'll send that to you too. And then just anything we talked about that people want to know more about, they'll just be able to click in the show notes and get those things. And they're all totally free.
0: Fantastic. Mike, I really, really appreciate you. You gave me also, for my business, some great ideas on how to help my business and reach and help serve more people. So Mike, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Yep. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right, man. Take care. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L. Two three three seven seven seven. so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in Successful Unemployed, more than likely you're gonna find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successful Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, Share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya.